Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Soil Searching, the soil recruitment podcast where I search for loads of interesting and valuable insights for my listeners. Today I have a great show for you all, Tanya Jackman from Recruiting Solutions. Tanya dedicates her time to work with businesses directly to help them strengthen their recruitment process and hire top performers who have great attitude and integrity, as well as the necessary skills and ability to perform and be supportive members of their business. So without further ado, let's hand over to Tanya to tell us a little bit more about what she does. Thanks, Darren. I really appreciate it. It's been um, really excellent opportunity to come here, and I think this is going to be the first of possibly many podcasts for us. Absolutely. I just have that feeling, you I, know. I agree. We, have, we both work in very similar <laughs> synergistic areas, and I think yeah. we can do a lot of good stuff. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So a little bit about me. I'll... Um, I guess the shortened version and the one that I get asked mo- most often is, um, yeah, where I spent 11 years working in the exhibition and conference industry. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I started my way at the bottom of the rung as a sales exec and then got my way, not to the top, but you know, far <laughs> enough up that I was happy with um, as an event director. So part of my role there was just managing a portfolio of large-scale expos. And, um, and working across the different teams, we had obviously many teams that came to pull this whole thing together. It wasn't wow. just a one-person operation. And that was really fun. And that actually took me from London to working in Cape Town, which was, who could go wrong there? Yeah. Six <laughs> years in Cape Town, loved every minute of it. And why am I here in Sydney? Well, just one of those things came about, I think, uh, looking at my where I wanted to see myself in the future. Um, both of where I was living and what I was doing as a career-wise, and I made a bit of a transition, a change, they call it. Yep. So last year, I, uh, yeah, I'm still last year, 2018, <laughs> for reference sake. Um, so I said my fond farewells to the exhibition world, wow. and um, just at that moment, I'd made that decision. A gentleman came over to the company I was still working for and, and did some training with us, leadership training. Wow. And his name was Mike Irving, and Mike Irving's now the person that I work for. Oh my Today, God, I love it. I love these kind of stories. Yeah, it was just when the stars aligned, I'd made a choice of leaving what I was doing, but what was I going to do next? Yeah. And he walked in the room, and after being in that training, I said, this is where I want to be and what I want to do. Wow. So I then went through the process of actually being a client of their coaching business. Okay. And through that, I took some assessment tool okay. uh, called the Predictor Profiles. And that uncovered a lot about what, yeah, what made me me, what were my strengths, what were my weaknesses, yep. and most interestingly, what were my blind spots? The wow. things that you don't realize you're doing, but yep. the things that are causing you to pull the rug from under yourself. Yep and um, stop you from going where you want to go. So that was an in- amazing journey, and going through that, um, they then let me in on the fact that there is a business called Recruiting Solutions wow. that actually uses this tool to help businesses recruit. And because of what I had experienced taking the assessment myself, I could see firsthand the value that would have for an employer to be able to have that level of information about someone before they choose to hire them. So that's kind of me and why I decided when I took the leap to Australia, I was gonna be in Sydney. I was gonna go right into where the the fun happens. And I haven't regretted a day since. Awesome, awesome. It's been terrific. Fantastic, that's great. I mean, always interesting because it's it's a subject that's always close to my heart, being in the recruitment industry for close to 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I've come across 
um, different clients that want to do assessments for people, some clients that don't do assessments, mm. some clients that want to outsource, some of them do them in-house. So I've been across the assessment and the DISC profile, which is very different to what you do. Yeah. Um, but it's a fascinating subject. Mm. And just to touch on what you said before, mm. when, you, when they said they tested you, or you, you underwent that test as well, mm. is that only from a work personality point of view or from a personal point of view as well? was it kind of together all together okay yeah um what you know what is measured in that really sort of fundamentally gets down to the grips of who you are what how you um what drives your decisions and what your tendencies are and that is in personal professional in any situation great interesting Um, yeah all right fantastic so i mean Obviously, we're going to go into more detail about what predictor profile assessments are and how yeah. they fit into the hiring process. But maybe let's just take a step back mm. and just have a chat in general about what kind of issues your clients and you know companies that you might have heard of are facing from a recruitment and a talent point of view right now. Sure. Um, yeah, and I and I I've listened to a number of your podcasts, the oh, early ones. You're the only one. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I'll keep promoting. So um, there were, you know, and it's been recognised, I think, in a number of different ways, just where I see, where we as an organisation see that businesses have challenges when it comes to hiring. Um, And, you know, recruiting isn't easy. No way. No. No way. There are, you know, it's... You know, there are so many subtle nuances happening throughout the process Definitely. that unless you've been trained in recruiting or how to recruit properly, those things might be happening without you knowing. Yes, 100%. And they often are. And that's often where I think <clears throat> businesses find it challenging because they don't understand the rules. Mm. And I say this with intention, the rules of the game. Yeah. Um, and so without really understanding when these things are happening, how much control do you really have on the process Very and true. the outcome Very true. of what you're getting? So for us, you know, we see there's some common errors or mistakes that are very simple to um, change that will have a much greater impact on the positive outcome of that business being able to bring in the right person for their organisation and for that role. Yeah. So, and they've been mentioned before in your previous podcast, which is why, so I make note that, for example, in the job ad, um, you know, one of the podcasts you did with a guy called Michael. Mike, uh, Mike Pierce. Yeah, yep. Mike Pierce. So yep. I really liked his take on how it looked at, from the candidate's perspective, looking yep. at those job ads. I thought that was a really refreshing way of looking at it. Um, and some of the things that he mentioned really, really early on were, you know, often he sees, or often we see, you see a job ad and the business goes straight into talking about how wonderful the business is, how many years they've been in business and how successful they are, how many awards they've won. Um, And so, you know, when we sit with our our customers and clients, you know, if writing the job ad is something that they want our assistance with, then we've got a way in which we know that if it's written like this, you're more likely to A, attract the right quality people and to detract 
the ones who are not going to be right for you, which is Definitely. ultimately saving a lot of time and energy. And, and we actually compile all of this into a, um, some free resources that we've put together. There'll be a video series that will be coming out in the new year that will actually take someone through our learnings and understandings of how these subtle tweaks in the recruitment process can have a much better outcome for them. So um, it's a lot for me to go in right now. For example, even around the job ad, I could talk about this for hours. So we haven't got hours. But Actually, just just a little, give us a little snapshot as to how this fits into the job ad. That's really interesting. What do you mean? You mentioned that there's a synergy between the job ad and how candidates maybe perceive, how companies write job ads and to how these profiles... Is there a sin? Is there something connected there? Or? Um, it's just stages of the process. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you know, with any business, they have multiple stages. Yeah. Um, and you know, the job ad is pretty much one of the first steps. Ah, gotcha. Perfect. Yeah. It clicked. Oh. So this basically what what your what recruit, recruiting solutions and what you guys offer yeah. is a whole process of. Um, assistance and insight mm-hmm. from A to Z. We can do that, yes. Gotcha. Um, and but that's not always what sometimes the businesses want. Okay. You know, sometimes they've they've got their process in place, and that's great. What we're able to offer with the assessments is that additional guarantee that that person is going to be that supportive member of their business okay. and reduce that risk of them not okay. getting a bad yeah. hire. So, yeah, yeah so we, we, you know, we've got steps that we, we talk to business about, you know, the job ad I've mentioned, but there's a stage just before that, which is pretty much, I would say, where we see it's the most important, and that's gotcha. getting clarity on who it is that you want and what does that person look like in yeah. that role. And so there's a way in which an organization can do that by creating four lists uh-huh. where you mark each list with the title. The first one would be absolutely essential. The second would be nice to have. Yep. Number three, not necessary. Yeah. Um, and number four, which I find the most important, is absolutely do not want. <laughs> okay. And so you start asking yourself the questions on the who, why, what, where, and how. Yep. So what traits or qualities do I want this person to possess? Or where do I want them to travel in from? There yeah. might be a particular radius that you want your staff to come in from. Gotcha. You know, um, when do you want them to start? And all of these questions, you want to then categorise the answers in those four columns. Wow. And that's such a powerful tool because it carries you through the entire process. And yeah. once you've got clarity, it's like the car analogy that yeah. everyone talks about. You go out there and you buy a car, a Honda Civic, yep. and all of a sudden, all you can see on the road are Honda Civics. <laughs> because really you've done your research on them, you know them inside and out, yep. and they're front of mind. And so it's about them. doing that with your candidate, yep. knowing what you want, and being having that information front of mind across the entire process. I love that. That's great. It yeah. can help all of us recruiters, even just from uh, strategizing and allowing yeah. us to develop our own process for how we go about campaigning and recruiting for a particular role. Yeah. Just simple insight like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, awesome. you know, I think that's there are obviously many challenges out there that all the organizations face. Um, getting these little nuances right can, to a greater degree, give them that m- more opportunity to get that right person in the door. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. awesome. Um, and so maybe just let's drill down a little more on exactly the... the the nitty-gritty of how these assessments work and maybe yeah. how do they work in terms of 
the actual testing, the time frame for delivery, for result. Yeah. Um, is it is it something that can be done over a period of time, or is it a shorter, or is it a bit of both? Just want yeah. to get a sense of how that all works. Sure. Um, and I think just before we get to that, there's something that we. Uh, how do I explain this? Uh, so, when recruiting, there are you're likely or any business there are one of four different types of staff members right. that will end up in your business. Gotcha. And so, those four would be categorised as a number one, a top performer. Yep. B, a mediocre performer. Yep. Average performer. And then a problem generator. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And it's really important that maybe to understand that a little bit more detail about what those four staff members, what that means. Yeah, what I, I think that'd, about. Be, that'd be amazing. I'd love to get into it. Well, I mean, a top, a top performer is, I guess, as they sound, they have excellent attitude and integrity. Yeah. They um, conduct themselves in the manner in which, you know, is... is, is the good fit for your business, the great fit for your business. They are problem solvers and they are so good at problem solving that they're actually able to spot problems well in advance of them actually becoming problems for you and your business. And they inspire others around them. They lead by example. Lovely. A average hire is someone that has a good level of attitude and integrity. Um, They are someone that probably needs a little bit more hand-holding but with the right coaching, with the right training and mentoring, they have potentially the ability to actually make it into that top performer category. Great. A mediocre hire is someone, as it probably sounds, they'll do the bare minimum to get by. It's really, you know, um, low level of attitude and integrity, very little will to want to actually yep. get the job done and can be really frustrating people for other members of your team and your staff to work with. Gotcha. They're often picking up the pieces behind this person. Right. <laughs> problem generator is what it sounds like, a problem <laughs> generator. Um, and we have a gradient which we can, which we scale. You know, there's a, there's a gradient of zero to 10. Gotcha. A 10 is going to be um, like a, a psychopath. Oh, a 10 in terms of just the of, problem, of problem generators. Yeah, oh, so, boy, right. so this is a really interesting one to understand. So, uh, yeah. The number nine or ten is someone that's probably at the top end of that scale is going to be very much in that sociopath, psychopath oh, kind of person. Extremely disruptive. Yeah. And then you go all the way down to maybe a 0.5 or a one problem generator. And these people are, um, these are the things that happen kind of very momentarily, daily, small, but over a long period of time do have an impact. Yeah. And so a person that is a problem generator, even if they're operating on that lower end of the scale and they're operating within your business, over time that still has an impact and, a, and the, the, the effect of that person does reverberate beyond just themselves. Yeah. So the reason why I bring this up, because I think you know when we talk about hiring in people into your business, a business can often, or a business owner can often think, it's all right, they just f- sort of fit the bill, they'll do. Oh. But what impact is that having on your organization long term, even in the short term? Absolutely. So it's really um, an interesting thought that we, you know, we think about when we talk about that. And when you actually assess a candidate when they come into your business, 
at what point do you say, I've won? Yeah. And often that is a business owner will say, they've had them in their business for about a month and they think, wow, this person is doing really well. I'm really excited here. They're going to be a top performer for my business. But is a month really long enough to fully assess how that person is integrating your role and their ability to perform and how they behave? And I know we have the three-month probation period, that kind of set standard time, which can be extended. But, you know, studies have shown that it can take up to 18 months for you to really understand if a person has fully integrated and how they are truly behaving and performing in your business. Are they right? Are they a top performer? Absolutely. I might just jump in there just really quickly. I mean, I love that. I think... Every employer has to be thinking about their staff in an ongoing um, process. In an ongoing uh, process, in a way. I yeah. mean, even even it might take eighteen months for someone to fully show who they are. Mm. Two years later, they could change again because there's different factors in a person's life, and that mm. drives different behaviour. So I think employers should always be very close to their people. And trying to understand what's motivating them, what's driving them, what's inspiring them, what's triggering certain behaviours, mm. so they can really make sure that they allow them to achieve and grow to where they want to be. Yeah. So I think that's a really, really good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree with you on that. So I know I kind of went off with no, your question. So no, great. let's go back to your question. So just remind me what... Yeah, so maybe just in terms of the actual, how do these assessments actually, what, how does it look like putting these assessments sure. into the process itself? Sure. I mean, and what kind of turnaround time are we talking about? What kind yeah. of information do we get at a very high level? You know, yes. What do we? What, 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 how do we diagnose? What do we see? Yes. Okay. Well, um, moving into where they are now, so it's it's a very simple way of actually implementing implementing them as part of the process, and we have a, let's say, an ideal um, guideline as to where in the process the predictor profiles are most effective. Um, and that sits, so if you think about the process of writing the job ad through to the physical face-to-face interview, yeah. we, we place and think that the ideal place for the predictor profiles to be taken for the candidate is just after the telephone screening call okay. and before bringing them in for that face-to-face interview. Gotcha. So right at the initial part of the recruitment process. Yes. Right. Um, and there's obviously a reason for that, and I think that, you know, where we've seen what's happened in the past, where you've had that initial touch point by phone with the candidate, and then you've assessed and say brought ten out of the twenty that you've spoken to in for the full time interview. Yeah. In that process of that full face to face interview, there is, um, quite quickly you can kind of get the sense of whether that person is what you've been looking for. Yeah. Um, and how how much more impactful would it have been to know more about that candidate before actually taking the time to sit with them for that hour? So it's just gotcha. about also saving the time for that employer to actually you know take the time to do all those interviews. It's, okay. it's, um, and it's a very simple process. It's um, you know there's a creation of an online portal for the business. Yep. Um, the assessments come in two parts, the aptitude and the skills and ability. Okay. Taken together, that's what creates that five-page results document. Gotcha. And the skills and ability, is that mm. flexible and moldable to the industry or the role in a way? Or? Yeah, so we have um, probably over 60 benchmarks oh that relate to multiple different roles. Wow, okay. Cool. Yeah, we haven't found a role yet that we haven't managed to benchmark. Okay. Um, and so, yes, the answer to your question is... Great. Um, there is a way for the employer to measure 
that particular candidate against the industry standards of that particular role. Um, and so the candidate, from the candidate's perspective, they will undertake a 350-question assessment. Yep. Um, takes on average an hour and a half to two hours to complete. Yep. Um, a great first hurdle yep. for, for a candidate to see how willing they are. Yep. And, and how they much do that they from home, yeah? They just a link or something, or do they have to go to a place to do it? No, it's, um, it's all like digital, so yep. that they, as long as they have access to a device, yep. a laptop and Wi-Fi, they can take the assessment from wherever they choose. Great, perfect. Yeah, so it's really easy. And then the, the, from the employer's perspective, they use their portal to actually be able to send out the links and once the candidates completed them, it's an automatic notification for them to see their results. And Lovely. the employer then can sit with us if they want to, if they regret, have any questions and understand what the assessment results show of that candidate. If they yep. have questions, if they don't, then they can take that decision and take those candidates forward into the interview okay. that they want to. Fantastic. Mm. And just out of interest, do you find that it suits a certain seniority of candidate or it should be uh, viewed as useful in any hire? That's a really good question. Um, so the short answer is there isn't a role or an industry that we can't hire for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've helped businesses hire in um, carpenters, okay, well. you know, like tradesmen, through to CEOs of businesses. Okay. Um, and so those companies that place a high level of value on attitude and integrity of who they bring into their business, whether they be administrative staff through to yeah, senior level executives, okay. ultimately, you know, it's all going for the same purpose. Great. Mm. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have any case studies or anything, any examples of... Uh, companies that said, wow, this was fantastic, it's changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there is, there's, there's definitely, I mean, there's a point in the process, so we offer a free trial, okay. right? So our, I've done a lot of talking today, which is very unusual, um, <laughs> in the sense what I mean is that we prefer to show rather than tell, because sure. I could talk to Lamblu in the face about the assessments, where they came from, how accurate they are, yeah how they were developed, who developed them. But nothing has the same impact than someone actually having a member or two of their current staff take the assessment who they've worked with for at least maybe a year yep. minimum. So they really understand what makes that, what is that person like in real life, human, yep. um, to sit the assessment and then go through the evaluation of their results with us. And it's in that session that there's normally that Ah, moment. moment. Yeah, that aha <laughs> moment, and it and it happens at different places for different people, but you'll it'll happen. Um, and that's when they sort of have that. We didn't really realize just how, yeah, how yeah. what this you know what the level of information that they can get about someone, yeah. and how useful that can be for them. But I think there's a case study. Um, that you know, we, we often we relate to and talk about, which I think, to be honest, really says it all. So it was a US case study where, um, done by an organization called um, Emotional IQ. Okay. Um, so anyone who wants to go look up, they can. But it, 20,000 new hires were tracked um, starting in, new, in businesses, and of which 46% of those failed within the first 18 months. Wow. And of those, 89% failed for attitudinal reasons not because of a lack of skill. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something that we often talk about and think about, but when you hear that on that scale, um, 
you know, it really does drive the message home about how important it is when you're hiring to be really aware of this person's, you know, level of attitude as well as the other aspects which have become important for them. Absolutely. Role. And I've been hearing this a hundred times lately <laughs> from a million different sources. I bet. That it's so important to look at the, that side of things, the attitude, the integrity, yeah. the people skills, the, um, the softer side of a person, the mm. EQ mm. versus just what a person can achieve in terms of results. You know, your top biller or your top performer yeah. might be your, what was the word, the term you used, the, the number four on, on your list? Problem generator. Might be the, the, a real problem generator from yeah. an EQ point of view and a company culture point of view. Yeah. And that, those two just don't match. Yeah. You know, so it's so important to really look at those two things, and a lot of people would even favour as the as your process um, shows as well. Yeah. Favour hiring someone slightly less of a high achiever from a um, results point of view, and more on the higher side from the EQ and a you know personality and uh, integrity point of view. I went to a conference not that long ago and I really I mean you probably know this more than me having worked in the industry longer but it was something that really I was really excited to hear and it seems that the shift has very slowly started to happen and it would be incredible if it continues but they were talking about that they're moving away this particular company was moving away quite a large financial business moving away from actually hiring based on job role and job description and actually hiring people based on what you're talking about, yeah. that ability, you know, in terms of problem solving, creativity, um, and around that attitude and, yeah, and behavioural Definitely. Traits. You know, who that person is rather than what they can do. Correct. Only. I've, I've got some clients yeah. that say, Darren, I don't want to send any JDs. We don't want JDs. Mm. We want people that are the right people. And if they fit, we'll make them work somehow. We'll find a way to make them fit. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a different way of recruiting. It's a holistic way of recruiting. Yeah. And it's a proactive way of recruiting. Mm. And so it's really different. A lot of companies are starting to do that, particularly in this That's market, great. because you have it. to. Yeah. But I think the, I love the fact that the focus is on that side of things, the softer side, the EQ, the personality, mm. because that's the stuff you can't teach. Whereas a skill or an ability to a degree you can teach. Yep. The other stuff you cannot teach as easily. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's really exciting. And to think that they'll bring people in their business and say, look, well, we don't have a role for you right now, but we'll make one for you. Yeah, I mean, that's just because amazing. We just want you in our business. Yep. Or we'll just keep talking you. to you for the next couple of months until yeah. a role pops up and we'll be on the phone. Yeah. Because we have identified that you're the type of personality that we want. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting, really cool. isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? And it's nice how so that's much. over the last two, three years, three, four years only has this been yeah. the like what everybody's been talking about, and it's been more yeah. the the strategy behind recruiting. Whereas in the old days, we didn't hear any of this. Mm. Just what what kind of person? Yeah, what have they done? Great. What have you done before? Show me results. You're hired. Yeah. No talk about the other side at all. Mm. So it's fascinating that this has changed. But I suppose that's the world is yeah. the world has developed, and we have to develop with it. And what does that, I mean, for someone in your position, what does that, what does that open up for you opportunity-wise or what does that do? Yeah, well, I mean, it changes the way that I, that I recruit. Yeah. So it becomes really about, for me, me looking for, looking at the whole picture, first of all, mm. and looking at the other side, mm. and then also allowing me to work very proactively and saying, look, guys, you know, there's not a lot of great people out there. This person really displays, you know, um, 
every trait that you might want to fit into your culture, mm. why, don't you want to, why don't you talk to them? Mm. You know, even if there's not something right now, but there might be something in three months. Mm. So it's changes the way we recruit. And nowadays, because of the fact that there's a, a massive candidate shortage, yep. um, it's more about companies proactively thinking about recruitment rather than waiting for a role to open up to hire. Because if you wait for a role to open up and then look, go to market, it might take you two or three months. You actually have to be working two, three months before that so that when a role pops up, you have identified someone already. Mm. So it's a whole new way of working. Yeah. It's a longer cycle. Mm. It's a proactive cycle. And as, as these tests and as we're discussing, yeah. it's really a marriage between uh, results and, and skills versus EQ and who that person is as a person. Mm. And I, I love that because I'm fascinated by human behavior. And to me, that yeah. the marriage is really what makes recruiting interesting. Mm, agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely interesting yeah. to me too. Awesome. And um, in terms of these uh, assessments, sure. do you find that um, recruiters can use them or companies can use them or should use them or both? Mm-hmm. How does that fit into you know, your client base and how, your history? How does that work? Um, well, I mean, it was developed and certainly for businesses to be able to empower them and take it on as a tool to use in their recruitment process and run with it themselves. Yeah. You know, once they have worked with us to get a level of understanding about them, which we would, you know, offer at no additional cost to them. Yeah, we want them to be able to take that and, and, and run with it for as long as they want and hopefully keep using them forever yeah. in their business. Yeah. Um, when it comes to recruitment agencies, so we, we've actually entered into some really interesting early stage conversations okay. with some recruitment agencies. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think for us, where we, with a client in terms of a business or with a recruitment agency or any type of organization that we would work with, you know, that synergy around where we place our, our values in terms of what is important to them about um, supporting businesses to make more informed choices about who they're bringing into that business so anyone that aligns with those values then sure you know we'd like to talk to them and yeah i'm sure there's a way we can work together and i think for me personally i feel like recruitment agencies with what i've got the sense of is that you know if it's a it's a competitive market out there you know and if you've mentioned that there's a, a a lack of candidates in the talent pool then that's places even more greater pressure on the recruitment agencies that are there at the moment and you know to have something potentially like this assessment tool as another way to say to your clients you know this is how we can even be have that added layer of assurance that that person is going to be a long-lasting and supportive member of your organization build that trust with them that they know that when they come to them and talk to them about their hiring needs that they've got their you know their best interest at heart and they want to support them for that long term you know absolutely it's fantastic and i mean and we're all adopting new tools for everything we do these days so why not you know entertain this as another tool in your recruitment process yeah i mean there's so many different tools now and there's so many different ways to do things and it's continually evolving. Yeah. Um, so this is just another one of those steps in the process of, of evolution mm. in the recruitment industry mm. and in hiring mm. in general. Yeah, really important one. Interesting. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. Thank you. It was really, really amazing. And I, you know, we touched so on a lot of topics that are very close to my heart. 
yeah. in recruitment in, in the recruitment process and identifying quality talent, um, EQ versus skills, yeah. and how to use um, tools and processes to further um, what's the word further uh, strengthen and uh, streamline your recruitment process from a cost point of view and a time point of view. Mm. So I think this stuff is all very, very interesting. So all our listeners out there, if anybody's interested in hearing more, please contact uh, Tanya Jackman from Recruiting Solutions. And uh, if you any questions that you have for us, please let me know. So feel free to send me an email, darren at soilrecruitment.com.au. And um, I think that's all for the podcast today. So thank you yep. very much, Tanya. Thank you, Darren. It's been awesome. And I hope to do another one very, very soon. See you later, everybody. Bye.